following contest is scheduled for one Hey, 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 it's your boy KJ, and welcome back to the Roped In Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am joined by Mr. Sachi, who you know from uh, the, the Crown Jewel recap. Hey, Sachi, what's up? What's up, guys? How's it going? Sachi's joining me for this episode of This Week in Wrestling on the Roped In Podcast. Sachi, it's your, you know, your, your introduction to the weekly shows of, of wrestling. We've got NXT, AEW, Raw, SmackDown, a lot of wrestling that you watched this week. What do you think? It was a lot of wrestling, first of all. But um, NXT, man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm already getting into into the hype. But <laughs> yeah, like NXT. I mean, obviously, like you watch NXT more than anything else. So, like, I understand why your your favoritism is towards NXT. But there there were other shows you watched this week. So we'll we'll get into all that. But uh, you know, there's a pay per view coming up: tables, ladders, and chairs. WWE TLC. Uh, did you get a taste of what happened on SmackDown slightly? It's it's a bit of a mad one, to be honest. Uh, watching across all these different um, episodes or shows that you call, uh, it's crazy, man. It's like so much shit is happening. It's just mad. Well, uh, like... I know, I know for a fact that um, it was overwhelming for you because there was there was so much happening at once, and like it was, it was. It's not an easy watch by any means, for sure. But uh, you know, it was. Again, I can imagine, like as a person who doesn't watch wrestling often, like it's you know it's all coming in and it's like all fucking crazy for you. Yes, and the thing is, it's so different. Like as I said, the the shows are so different uh, in itself. Because I thought, okay, it's wrestling. People just gonna you know do their scripted work and that's about it but um there are actually differences between all these shows and um i i really enjoyed some of the the parts of the the shows actually so i I guess we're gonna go into that anyways okay so uh okay why don't we start because we've got a long show and there's a a lot of stuff that happens so i i the only show that you haven't watched this week is raw right Yes, sir. Okay, so um, I go, I'll go through Raw. I'll explain kind of what happened. You know, maybe just give me your thoughts on what happened and what you think from just me describing it. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. go on. Yeah. Go no, no, here you go. Here yeah, you, you go. don't no, give me no, a shy, no, bro. No, no. You don't even. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was too high, confident. Now I was like, oh no, it's Raw. You, you do your thing. <laughs> you do your okay, thing. so Raw basically starts, and this is gonna be really weird, but Raw basically starts with uh, the divorce. Of Lana and Rusev, they're two. So this this couple has been in wrestling for a few years now, and uh, Lana's this really super hot blonde, and Rusev's like this Bulgarian dude, and uh, there <laughs> there's a big black guy in the mix. I <laughs> swear to God, I'm not making this up. There's a big black guy in the mix, and she uh, basically she wants to leave Rusev and kind of be with this big black dude. So. Um, yeah, uh, they they have this divorce thing. Rusev, uh, he, he fought for divorce, but he says that he doesn't want to complete the divorce until he gets a match at WWE TLC against Bobby Lashley. And he wants a tables match. So the segment basically ends with Rusev picking up this massive big black dude and putting him through a table. Do you know Bobby Lashley? He was in MMA. No, I don't. I actually never heard of him, but I'm actually more concerned about the fact that 
this guy um, gets through his divorce through a wrestling show. <laughs> is, is that real or is that actually scripted? No, of course not. It's not real. They no. like it's it's all for the show, obviously. <laughs> but uh, the the so the, this whole divorce thing is like people don't like it. People are just like, oh my god, like this is. I'm done with it. I'm done because the story is garbage. People just want to see this put in the past. So it's it's really weird and like I, I don't know. I, I personally I don't like it. I don't like the show. Uh, not the show, but like that that whole segment. And actually, you know what? Raw was SmackDown was worse. But yeah, there's there's a lot of problems with the storyline. So I just want to like see it done. I want to take the whole Lana Rusev thing, just put it aside. So, but like when you hear about like a divorce in wrestling, like does that make it seem really Man, weird? I, I just gonna jump out of the window. Seriously, <laughs> like what? <laughs> no, it, it, it is. It, I mean, wrestling and weddings and wrestling. This is the first time I've seen a divorce, but wrestling weddings happen all the time. <laughs> yeah, I swear they have wrestling weddings all the time. So, uh, but anyway, so uh, that that whole segment was done. We then see Kevin Owens uh, being interviewed backstage. And uh, after the interview, he walks around. He's looking for AOP, which is a tag team of these two big guys. And they're basically uh, attacking Kevin Owens. They've attacked him two weeks in a row now. And now what what they want to do is, uh, what what Kevin Owens wants to do is he wants to attack them back. And uh, he bumps into Rey Mysterio backstage. And when he sees Rey, Rey offers him one of his homies. And uh, he gives him a pipe. He's like, here, this might help. So, uh, what kind of pipe? It was like, it's a weird pipe that Ray Mysterio, it doesn't even look like a fucking pipe. I don't, it looks like a baseball bat, but like, we, it's, I don't know, but basically he uses it and beat the shit out of things. So. Oh, oh, like a pipe pipe. I thought it's like something to smoke. No, uh, no. <laughs> I was like, what, what is going on? How did I miss that? No, no, no. So, um, so Kevin Owens gets his pipe and he starts looking around. He bumps into this guy, Mojo Rawley, backstage as well. He slaps the shit out of him. Um, I'll show you that later. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Kevin Owens gets this. And now we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. But uh, there's, uh, there's a match that takes place. After the match, Seth Rollins comes out. He says he has some unfinished business with the AOP. And uh, upon hearing that, Kevin Owens comes out. He says, well, if you're looking for AOP, well, so am I. And I'm not an idiot. Like, you know, I know I know you're working with AOP. So, uh, and, and Seth is like, dude, listen, you got this all wrong. I don't work with AOP. I have nothing to do with them. But then, surprisingly, on the big screen, we see AOP's van pull up. And AOP comes out. And Kevin is like, oh, wow. It's just a coincidence, right? That they just happen to show up when you mention them. So, uh it's, and then Seth is like, you know what? I have nothing to do with this and to prove you wrong. And I know everyone doesn't want me to leave, but I'm just going to leave. So he steps out of the story. That, like he that just, was quite a statement. That's when he was standing there with those two security guards and then he just walked off. Uh, so that that happens later. So oh, I know you okay. saw that part, but uh, it Sorry. was... Spoiler so, alert. Spo- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many people listen to this only without watching the show. <laughs> if you do, let me know. That'd be nice. Uh so uh, our next match uh, is Andrade versus Umberto Carrillo with uh, Andrade is accompanied by Zelina Vega. What a sick name, by the way. Umberto Carrillo. Umberto Carrillo. <laughs> and uh, he's uh, apparently, he's meant to be a pretty boy. I don't understand. He's like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. But uh, yeah, he's, he just looks super Mexican to me. I don't get it. So, uh, he's Mexican, right? Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, but Umberto Carrillo is um, so he's he's got this hype behind him. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's going to be the next big thing." Uh, he has this match against Andrade, who is undefeated on Raw up to now. And then uh, so Umberto, so Zelina Vega jumps up to the apron, 
uh, trying to distract Umberto. Umberto almost bumps into her. He moves. Andrade runs into her. She falls off. Andrade's kind of distracted with the fact that he dropped Zelina. That allows uh, Umberto to pick up the win. Uh, Umberto leaves. Uh, Andrade is frustrated. He's like confused. He's like, what the hell just happened? Uh, he helps Zelina get back into the ring. But then he starts yelling at her. He's like, this is your fault. And she's like, what? I didn't do anything. And she's, he's like, yeah, I lost because of you. So it looks like Andrade and Zelina are... Uh, there's trouble in the waters. Have you seen Zelina Vega? Have you seen what she looks like? I think so. She was wearing white. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that guy just said, yo, it's all your fault. Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. It's, uh, Own your loss. <laughs> Although it's scripted. <laughs> bro, enough with the scripted. Everyone's going to get mad at you, bro. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, so then from there we we go back to Kevin Owens. This is the thing that you saw. He comes in, he destroys the car that AOP ah. came in. So that thing that he had in his hand was that pipe that Rey Mysterio gave him, right? So he's scratching the car. He destroys the fucking glass and everything. He just wrecks the car, and uh, he goes to the back. He smashes the door. He it it unlocks somehow by breaking the door, I guess. He opens the door, and it, this was not done really well because you couldn't really see that there was someone sitting. In a random seat at the back of the car. But I guess that some cars got modifications like that. Uh, he tries to grab whoever's sitting there. But then AOP come out. They attack him. They beat him up. Uh, they turn back to the car. The chair turns around. And Seth Rollins reveals himself. And he gets out of the car. Apparently, Seth Rollins has been teaming with AOP this whole time. And uh, so... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he, he delivers a curb stomp to Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is laid out. Seth Rollins goes out to the stage. He cuts a promo about how everyone is, you know, everyone kind of didn't believe in him. He he got the title back twice from Brock Lesnar. And now that he got the title, uh, people are just booing him and they're, they're cheering for his opponents. And he's like, basically, he's like, fuck you guys. You guys made me turn. And, uh, and yeah, so Seth Rollins is teaming with AOP, which uh, I think will be good for AOP and good for Seth Rollins because... You know, you saw Crown Jewel, right? And yes. And at some point, everyone was like, they wanted the fiend. I know. I, now I feel really sad because I was actually the fiend, the fiend. What a <laughs> lad! But now after seeing all this drama, it's like poor Seth Rollins, man. Yeah, like, yeah. He's been in the business, like he's doing all these all these things, and then suddenly, man, everybody turning on him. Yeah. Well, uh, look, see, uh, this this happens in wrestling when a character goes stale. People don't want to see them so much. And then when they're constantly in the limelight, people start booing them. So this is kind of how like a natural turn happens. Yeah. So like a turn is basically someone going from a good guy to a bad guy or a bad guy to a good guy. That's wrestling terminology for, for the flip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay. so this is Seth Rollins' turn. When he literally turned in that chair, he turned that his was... character. <laughs> so so it ironically sort of, it was, it was very poetic, I guess. But uh, yeah, so Seth Rollins is now a bad guy, which is great. I think it's great for his character. He's he he was a bad guy for a very long time, and he was an excellent bad guy. So I'm glad he's a bad guy again. Uh, so yeah, so we'll see where that develops or where that goes uh, leading up to the Royal Rumble. Uh, next up, we have Becky Lynch versus the Kabuki Warriors. Charlotte meets Becky backstage, and she's like, "Do you want some help?" Becky's like, "Nah, I got this." But apparently she don't got this. Because... How badass though in the beginning. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. She's like, fuck you. I can do this on my own. <laughs> I got so... this. <laughs> so uh, the match the match was pretty decent. Becky holds her own for a long time. But then eventually the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka grabs a chair. She attacks Becky. Kabuki Warriors 
lose via disqualification, but Asuka sets up a table. Kairi Sane goes up to the top of the, tur- the, the turnbuckle, and this table is set out outside. And Kyrie delivers a elbow drop through the fucking table. Becky's laid out. The table's broken clean right off. It looked it looked incredible. Painful, but incredible. Uh, after the match, we see Becky Lynch backstage in the trainer's room. She's icing her back or neck or something. And Charlotte comes, and Charlotte's like, so? And Becky's like, yep, let's tag team against them. Uh, I want to kill them. Charlotte walks out of the trainer's room. Kabuki Warriors attack her, too. We go to commercial, we're going to come back. Charlotte and Becky are both in the trainer's room icing their wounds. And then uh, Becky's like, so are we going to go for those titles? And Charlotte's like, yeah, but under one condition, I want a TLC match. So a TLC match is tables, ladders, and chairs, obviously. But it also means that the titles will be hung up on the top. And whoever reaches the titles first, wins the titles. Do you remember Adam Cole versus yeah, Dominic yeah, Dijakovic? Yeah. yeah, so like it's the same thing but with tag team titles. Oh, wow. Yeah. So whoever wins that match becomes the tag team champions. And there's a big chance that Becky and Charlotte could win those titles. Wow. Okay, yeah. I, I've never seen that. So the titles are literally hanging off the roof. Yeah. And then you can use any ladder. Yeah. Just to, oh, wow. Yeah. So it, it'll be really fucking cool. Uh, I think this is going to be the match of the night. I, I hope it ends the show because there's some matches on that show I don't want to see. We'll get into the predictions by the end of this, but yeah, I don't want to see all that shit. Uh, our main event of Raw is Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles. Rey takes out Gallows and Anderson. Uh, the finish was supposed to be soon, sooner rather than later in that match because AJ Styles grabs Rey Mysterio from the middle rope. He's supposed to hit a Styles clash, but he, he kind of like loses balance and botches the move. Uh, he then, I guess, discusses it with Ray. You can kind of see them talking. He delivers a powerbomb. He picks him up for the Styles Clash, hits the Styles Clash, and then you see Randy Orton suddenly in the ring, and AJ's distracted at this point. He turns back around. Rey Mysterio rolls him up. And Randy doesn't touch AJ, and uh, Rey Mysterio retains his title. And immediately, we cut, and the show ends because they fucked up that ending, and the time of the show ran out. So... Uh, it was, uh, I don't know if you saw that part, but uh, the last match was kind of like, it was, a, it was a rush. Yeah, I've seen that because suddenly you, you saw AJ's face and then everything cut. I thought it's, I don't know, what's going on? Yeah, yeah so basically, because they have a time for the show, right, on TV. So what happened was that they fucked up the ending and the last move was kind of delayed by maybe like a minute. Okay. So because of that delay, they had to quickly finish it. But, and they didn't have time to explain, like, you know, anything or talk about anything. So they had to just, like, it's called a hard out. They had to just cut it immediately. Wow, some people are going to get fired there, you know? Um, I mean, it Or happens. is that intended? No, it wasn't intended because AJ Styles, uh, he lost balance. And the, that was the finish of the match. Yeah. But he just fucked up by mistake. And it happens. It happens. It's unfortunate. But uh, they, they, I guess they rectified it. And they, they fit whatever they needed to in enough time. Ah, okay. So I don't know what's going to happen at TLC. But I guess I guess that'll be another match added later. I don't know. But I haven't even seen the, the card. I don't even know what fucking matches there are, to be honest. But, you know, whatever. Uh, so that was Raw. Moving on to SmackDown, which is the show that you saw today. Uh, good. Yeah, this is not going to be... Uh, Boring. <laughs> SmackDown was horrible. Wow. So much talk. Like, why? Uh, you know what? SmackDown has not been good. So, okay, here's the thing, right? Uh, so Royal Rumble is going to be the first big pay-per-view of the year, 
all right, in mm-hmm. January. Uh, WrestleMania rolls around in April. Uh, SummerSlam is in August. Survivor Series was in November. Yeah. Right? So the the trend is, it's kind of like this, right? So if um, I'll start with WrestleMania because the, the wrestling year starts after WrestleMania. So let's say WrestleMania is done. Everyone's on a high, right? Everyone's like, yeah, wrestling's cool. Yeah, fucking love WWE. <laughs> and then it drops. It spikes down, right? Like it, it gets really shit because there's some shitty matches, shitty pay-per-views. They're just like, they're trying to get to like, you know, the next WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, it goes down in August. It kind of picks up around SummerSlam. SummerSlam is the biggest event, uh, the second biggest event after yeah. WrestleMania, according to WWE. True wrestling fans, I, me personally, Royal Rumble is my number one. WrestleMania is number two. That's that's just me. But uh, so yeah, so it spikes up at SummerSlam uh, slightly. Then it kind of goes back down. It comes back up at Survivor Series. It goes slightly down, but then it peaks at Royal Rumble, and then it kind of stays up until WrestleMania. So that's that's kind of like the year. I swear that sounds like my New Year's resolutions. <laughs> it's like a beginning of the year. Yeah, let's do this, and it just dies down. And then in the summer, you know, maybe like slightly pick up with the gym. Right, right, yeah. So <laughs> there's there's a, I mean, a lot of people like uh, they they probably think like me as well. I'm sure. Like I I think my brother is the same. He uh, he he likes watching uh, the Royal Rumble as well. So. Like, for true wrestling fans, Royal Rumble is the number one. I have to show you a Royal Rumble match. It's, yeah, it's, I haven't seen that at all. Uh, uh, you you um, explained to me the concept, which actually sounds quite cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, if we have some time, maybe tonight, we uh, put on a good Royal Rumble match and, and we can watch it so you just understand what it's like. Uh, it's so much fun. Anyway, so, uh, but getting to SmackDown, which is fucking garbage, it starts off with Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler, who seem to be talking for like 10 years. Bro, that literally was like half an hour or something. <laughs> What the hell? It was so, it was way too long, wasn't it? I didn't it? even know what they're talking about at some point. I thought, are they still talking in English or what is going on? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was it was painful to listen to. It was so fucking long. And then uh, at some point he says New Day. So the New Day come out and, and Kofi gets into the ring. Corbin makes a comment about how Brock Lesnar defeated him like 17 seconds. So Kofi slaps him. And uh, yeah, that sets a match for tonight. Kofi Kingston versus Baron Corbin. That's basically what they fucking do. It was... I don't know, man. I like. I feel like SmackDown does this a lot. They set up a match right at the start of the show for the main event. It's like, well, I don't fucking want... I don't care. Why are you... Why would I be invested in a match you're telling me about on the same night? Give me storyline. Give me something to, to work with. And this, this like instant shit doesn't work for me. I don't, I don't like it, personally. Yeah, compared to NXT, I, I didn't like that at all. Like, I, I like to have the storyline and then re- get get to the action straight away Yeah, most of the time. But this was literally just talk after talk. Like, I, I don't care. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into NXT and the, there there are some comparisons. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, again, the, this, this sets up our main event. Uh, I don't really have a lot to talk about on SmackDown because, again, it was absolute garbage. And I think, Sachi, you can agree with me on that. Like, it was just... just absolutely- <laughs> it was a pain to finish. <laughs> <laughs> it was so difficult. So, uh, the Miz... So, we see Miz and Renee Young sitting down at Miz's house. There, uh, she's doing a sit-down interview about why he's with Daniel Bryan and this whole Miz, uh, Miz versus uh, Bray Wyatt thing. And Bray Wyatt is being weird and creepy. And she's asking him, like, why are you, like, you know, so invested in Daniel Bryan? Because 
they have a history of not liking each other. Um, and then suddenly we hear Mrs. Wife Maurice screaming. Um, this was really weird. So Miz runs out and he sees Maurice and she's holding the baby monitor and the baby monitor's got like some weird videos playing involving Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse and his kids. So uh, yeah, so basically Miz and Maurice, first of all, they stand there. And they watch that baby monitor for like what seems like forever. Like two minutes, they're just watching the baby monitor, not moving. Let me let me see what happens, you know. <laughs> they just they're standing there watching. I was like, bitch, run, run. So eventually they run. They go get their daughter, Monroe Sky. Uh, they pick her up. Her name is Monroe Sky, by the way. Well, just... remember before when when um what was his name? Uh, Ray? Miss? No, no. the guy who wrestled like the, the wrestler guy. Who's gonna fight him? Fight who's who? gonna fight the fiend? Oh, uh, Miz. 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 Oh, yeah. is it Miz? Sorry. So basically, when when he opens the door and he pushes his wife first, <laughs> it's like you you check first, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared as shit. <laughs> um, I guess he knows the rules. Like you know, men are not allowed to attack women. So he's like, you go first, because <laughs> we're on TV and they he can't he can't touch you, and even though he's a creepy monster. <laughs> Uh, so basically what happens is that uh, they go in, they see the daughter, picks up the daughter, and there's this like creepy doll. And I think his daughter's acting was amazing in this. Even though she's like two years old, she's looking at the doll. She's like, ah, no, I don't want the doll. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then basically they do this whole like Firefly Funhouse thing later on. And you can see Bray Wyatt has the doll in his Firefly Funhouse. It's super creepy and super weird. But uh, yeah, like this is setting up for their match. So it's going to be... Actually, it's not going to be The Fiend versus Miz. It's going to be Bray Wyatt oh. versus The Miz. Yeah, so he's not bringing out The Fiend for this match. Oh, okay. So I wonder if Bray Wyatt will lose? Ah, no, that can't happen. But can he uh, turn into The Fiend like mid midway in the in the match? I don't know. Well, he has to like go through a whole costume change. <laughs> How the fuck is he going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> he has to like go change his clothes. Like, hold on, on a mask. second. <laughs> yeah. Like I it's it's very interesting. I don't know how they're gonna do it, but I, I'm again like I'm curious to see if Bray Wyatt and the Fiend wrestle differently. If they have wrestling different wrestling styles, I hope to God that red light isn't there. You remember that fucking yeah, red light? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that was so annoying. But uh, yeah, it's Miz versus Bray Wyatt. I even I don't know if Bray Wyatt will lose. It, it's a possibility. But his segments are cool. I like I like him. Yeah, he's super creepy, isn't he? It's really good to be honest. Like as a, as an actor. To, to oh, get yeah. those uh, different mindsets going. Like, come on, man. That guy, apparently, he's a genius. That's like, the next Joker, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good God. So, uh, we, we throughout the night, we see, like, all of Baron Corbin's minions are laid out backstage. One by one, we just keep going around. Like, people are just, like, lying on the floor. And just his locker room is trashed. So, uh, obviously, that's leading up to Roman Reigns coming out at the end of the night. Uh, so, getting to the main event, Baron Corbin and uh, Kofi Kingston are main eventing. And uh, the first match ends in a double disqualification because Dolph Ziggler and Big E get into a fight outside. Then a tag team match is made. Then Corbin and Ziggler are disqualified because they bring in handcuffs. They tie Kofi. And that was there's so much racial undertone there. It's like, uh, maybe don't put the black guy in handcuffs. You know, <laughs> it's uh, maybe a little problematic. But <laughs> they... They uh, handcuff Kofi Kingston. That causes uh, the referee to call for the bell. New Day win via disqualification. And uh, they they hang Kofi 
uh, in the corner like they did to Roman Reigns last week. They were about to put dog food on him, but Roman Reigns' music hits. He comes out. He beats the shit out of everyone. Revival come out to attack no- the New Day. Uh, they they get beaten up as well. So Sorry, the Revival come out before Roman does, but they beat him up. and uh, Sorry, he beats them up because it's you know super Roman Reigns. And uh, Dolph Ziggler sets up a ladder. They try to... Uh, I'm not even sure at this point who they were trying to put through the table. But then Roman jumps up and he grabs Dolph Ziggler and throws him through the fucking table. And he saves Kofi Kingston. So uh, Super confusing. Yeah. Super confusing. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know. Mid- midway, I didn't know what's going on. There was an attack team match and then suddenly that got di- uh, disqualified. And then, <laughs> what? What? Yeah, there's there's so much happening, right? And the dog food, like why? <laughs> why we were at a barbecue last night, and my friend, like, first of all, if you love your dog, you're not gonna feed your fucking dog dog food. Like, my, <laughs> our friend was giving, like, our my friend's dog last night, or our friend's dog, she the dog had the best meal of the night. They had a steak. Oh. We had we had grilled chicken. The dog had a lamb steak. So uh, yeah. The, the, no dog is eating that dog food. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, SmackDown ends completely fucking garbage. Such a shitty fucking show. That was absolutely terrible. The the episode of SmackDown where NXT invaded a few like a month ago was one of the best SmackDowns I've seen in years. And it just goes to show, you know, NXT's like doing it. It's killing it. And even when they're on SmackDown, killing it. Triple H needs to save this fucking show. So. Uh, I guess we could segue. So, uh, Sashi, do you have any thoughts on SmackDown? Like, you know, over... I know it was garbage, but, like, anything you liked? Um, I like The Fiend. That's the, that, that segment was quite nice. Uh, I think everything is just happening too quick. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Um, but maybe it's because I haven't, been, I haven't followed uh, SmackDown yet, like, regularly. So, I don't know who's who, what are the storylines. But still, like, all the talking and... I, I was missing the wrestling. At at this point, I would not recommend you start watching SmackDown <laughs> because it's been terrible. Raw and SmackDown, just not good. But you know what? During the Royal Rumble build, wrestling gets much better. So perhaps if I, I watch Raw and SmackDown like this, these coming weeks, and if it's good, I'll let you know. And, and maybe you could watch it if you have some time. Yes, please. So uh, anyway, so jumping over to NXT... Which NXT, is, NXT, <laughs> NXT. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's the best. So um, we start the show with Angel Garza versus Leo Rush, the rematch for the NXT Cruiserweight title. Now, uh, before I get into the details of the match, actually, tell me because you said something at the start of this match to me when we were watching it together. So, uh, do you remember what you said? No. Well, you were, tell- <laughs> what you were telling me about how you were like, ah, oh, this title kind of feels like. You know, uh, the UFC version of uh, Demetrius oh, yeah. Johnson. Oh, yeah, so that, that people kind of don't give a shit about them, although they're actually really good wrestlers. And for me, as a newbie, obviously, I don't know what's good wrestling, bad wrestling, but I can see that these guys are putting on a show, um, but they, they don't get the same love as anyone else on the show, I guess. Yeah, because like, uh, the stories aren't featured so prominently. Like, you know, for... Um, I guess in, uh, the the undisputed era, for example, like they come out, they talk. You see Keith Lee come out; he comes out, he talks. Champa comes out, talks. Gargano, Balor, all these guys. They, you know, you, you're invested in their characters. Whereas Angel Garza and Leo Rush, they haven't really done like this one time. Do you remember that time where 
Rush stuck his hand out and Garza slapped him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Garza went into the crowd and he pulled his pants in front of Leah Rush's wife. Oh, that was quality. That was quality. Yeah. So like, uh, they they do all these things, right? But it's it's not as much, I guess, because Garza, I guess Garza's English isn't great, so they're trying not to, you know, show his weaknesses. But he, yeah. I mean, he's decent. He like, so after the match, we see like he proposed to his girlfriend, right? And like he was talking, and he seemed completely understandable. And like, again, I thought that was fake. I didn't know <laughs> it was real. I fake. don't think no. I don't think that. Was, <laughs> unless maybe in the coming weeks we'll find out that maybe that's not even his girlfriend, and like <laughs> you know, it's just it was a work. But uh, but it seemed it seemed legit. So anyways, uh, this match was excellent. Wow, absolutely fucking incredible. I was because uh, I'd seen this match before before we watched it together, and. Uh, so I was, I was looking at every time I knew there was going to be something, I was looking at your face and your eyes were so wide and your mouth, <laughs> your jaw had dropped. And uh, it was so good. There was like, uh, they, they both hit each other's finishers. Uh, the uh, Angel Garza does the come up to Leo Rush. Leo Rush does the wing clipper. Do you remember that when, when he fucking did his finisher, he squat? And Man, he could, I was, sorry, I was thinking about this because they are absolute beasts. Oh, yeah. When it comes to that, like squatting, holding the whole weight. Of your opponent, that's just mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, like it, it was so well done, and basically Garza Garza hits the 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 wing clipper onto. So for the finish, uh, Garza hits the wing clipper. Leo Rush kicks out, and Garza gets really frustrated. So he he puts him in kind of like a, a a chicken wing. Not a chick, is that a chicken wing? It's kind of like a chicken wing uh, guillotine choke, and uh, and eventually Leo Rush taps out. So Garza. Gets the submission victory and is the new cruiserweight champion. That's a, b- a bit shocking, no? I I thought Rush is gonna uh, retain his title. That's what, I mean. Leo Rush just became champion, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, it was, and it, it seemed like a cool dude that um, NXT can hype up, but yeah, yeah. I, I, but the you know what? The crowd was was behind Garza. I think the crowd really likes Garza and. Backstage, they're like, "Listen, if people like you, we're gonna put the title on you." You know, I, and and when Leo Rush made his return, he had a few matches, and people were like, "Oh shit, Leo Rush is actually good because he was, he was on Raw as someone's manager, and he was just fucking annoying." And oh. so yeah, and he's had like backstage trouble as well, where like people are like, "His attitude is bad, and it's not great." So yeah, like he stepped away from WWE for a little bit. He was uh-huh. gone for a few months, and then he came back to NXT, and people are like, "Okay, let's see what he's got." And he's been wrestling on NXT since, and that's where he became the champion. He beat Drew Gulak a number of months ago, and uh, now he lost the title to Angel Garza, which I'm I'm absolutely okay with. Like, what do you and, think? And 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 they they they're gonna they're most likely they're gonna have a third one, right? Because maybe Rush won. Didn't he won the first one? Yeah, he won the first one. Remember where uh, Garza's foot kind of hit the bottom rope? Yes. Ah, yes. Now I remember. Yeah. So like they so Rush won the first one, Garza won the second one, but Garza won clean. Like there was no, there's no uh, shenanigans. It was not nothing like shady about it, right? Like yeah, like he won fair and square. So, I maybe they might reverse the roles. Now see, like th- that's the turn thing, right? Like Garza was the bad guy, yeah. and Leo Rush is the good guy. But I feel like now they might flip it. And I also like how they did, you know, because like Garza does the reveal of his wrestling trunks. Yes, yes. And they did it over here where like Leo Rush is trying to grab him yeah. and his pants came off. So it was like it was well done. It was really well done. Uh and and used very intelligently. Uh so yeah, so that was the opening match. Uh there we had a lot of matches just, you know, of no consequence. Like 
just a few of the matches, for example, we had uh, uh, Cameron Grimes versus Raul Mendoza, which kind of had that Kushida thing. So Kushida was attacked backstage or in the performance center by uh, Cameron Grimes. So um, Kushida comes out and he distracts Cameron Grimes and Raul Mendoza gets the win. He kind of botched the finish there. Uh, Bianca Belair had a match against... Uh, wow, the, wow. No, nah, honestly, Belair, she is a freaking beast as well. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's so strong. A freak of nature, honestly. Like, uh, athletically, she's apparently one of the... Or she is the top girl in NXT. Like, she, she destroys, like, all the NXT records from what I've heard. I can't imagine. And he showed me um, this. Uh, she was fighting two other girls and she literally picked up both of them. Yep. And then just, what? Yeah, both of them. Uh, it was Io Shirai and uh, Kairi Sane uh, at WrestleMania. Picked them both up in a torture rack. Imagine two girls and she must be squatting for days. Well, we have someone else who picks up two people later on in the night. Oh, yes. We, yeah, <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, so so there was like a lot of matches that kind of like, for example, even uh, Brizango versus uh, uh, what's her name? The was it the Forgotten Sons? No, who was it? I didn't even write this down. Uh, Brizango wrestled. Uh, who did they wrestle? Oh, the Bollywood Boys. Oh God. The, oh oh, yeah, the Singh I, brothers. How could we forget about the Bollywood Boys? <laughs> oh my God, stereotypical right there. <laughs> oh God, it was so cringe. I can't stand it. Every time they come out, I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> Just stop it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, yeah. So, basically, the Bollywood Boys, or the Singh Brothers, now they know the Singh. They used to be called the Bollywood Boys. Uh, Singh Brothers come out, and uh, they lose to Breezango. So, there's, like, a lot of filler matches because I guess the next episode, as I told you, uh, AEW and NXT are going head-to-head, and they, they're going to be really going for the ratings there. So, um yeah, so basically, uh, the next, I guess, consequential match was Dakota Kai versus Mia Yim. Uh, Dakota Kai is playing up this heel thing like crazy. She's got the knee brace that she took off Tegan Knox. you yes. remember, at oh. War Games? So, Bad girl, Dakota Kai. Yeah. What is going on? She's, she just flipped. <laughs> she's, uh, so, like, that was a turn, right? Like So, so, so uh, Dakota Kai, I'm, I'm loving this heel character that she's doing. Uh, she's playing it really well. Oh, yeah. Like... Uh, before before the whole uh, what was it world world the world games war games yeah war games like the uh, being the good girl and now suddenly like how she flipped the whole character and play like handling it really well I'm quite surprised and impressed like yeah she she seems like a very like innocent looking person and yeah, stuff right yeah so for her to like flip this character I think it's excellent she's doing she's doing a fantastic fucking job in my opinion. Uh, you reckon uh, the NXT are gonna try to push her? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, that's what they're doing because, like, uh, and and that segues perfectly into the finish of the match because she she pulls off the turnbuckle and she throws Mia Yim into that turnbuckle and he fa- uh, she she basically falls right. Yeah. And she wins. So uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like Dakota is because um, I uh, she's not gonna go against Shayna because both are bad. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to like do something. But like who would you want to see Dakota face? Rhea. Rhea Ripley. Oh yeah. Definitely. That would be one hell of a fight. But you think you think Dakota can hold her own against Rhea? Nah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. But then again, who can, right? Exactly. I mean, Rhea Ripley, fuck, you know. 
She she scares me, man. Sometimes <laughs> when she walks out, when she does that foot stomp, I was like, "Raw, man." <laughs> she yeah. Oh, for sure. Like uh, she she's definitely like scary. She's definitely scary. But um, so yeah. So uh, uh, Dakota gets the win, but then obviously Mia Yim because you know Dakota cheated to get the win. So Dakota starts leaving the ring, and Mia Yim basically just chases after, her, attacks her, throws her around. They chase up. They they kind of like go up to the, uh, I don't know what to call it, like production area, right? Like yes, yeah, like back, not backstage. <laughs> Is it backstage? Um, no, no, that's not backstage because it's still in the crowd, right? So yeah, true. They kind of have like electrical stuff and shit. Mia Yim sets up two tables. And Dakota Kai just walks to that direction where the two tables are set, right? <laughs> like, yeah, she, she goes up and around. <laughs> and then and then Mia Yim picks up Dakota and delivers a white noise off the top through the two tables. Ouch. But they only go through one table. And you, I felt like Dakota Kai's head hit the corner of that other table. Yeah, that that didn't look good. That looked really fucking painful. Like, extremely painful. I mean, for both of them. But yeah, that Dakota's head. Oh, man. On that edge of the, the second table. Oh, man. And it, like, it looked... it. I mean, it looked amazing. But like, it also looked really scary because there was concrete down there. Right? Oh, yeah. So it's like, man, it it, it looked it looked painful. But what a spot. Mia Yim was yelling at someone in the crowd after that. It was kind of funny. But yeah, um, I, I, I think there's going to be another match. I personally you reckon? Think, yeah, I think so. Because uh, I was thinking, like, what's what's next for for Dakota? What I think is going to happen, uh, this is my prediction. They're going to have a match, and then as Mia Yim is losing, Tegan Knox is going to come out. Oh, okay, yep. okay. I think Tegan Knox is going to come out and uh, distract Dakota or attack Dakota and. Mia Yim might get the win or whatever. Like I, that's how Tegan Knox is gonna make her return. Oh, that's that, that would be pretty sick, actually. Yeah. So she's like, "Bitch, you took out my knee. I'm coming back. I'm gonna fuck you up." <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so now we're at the main event of the evening, which is Sachi. You want to introduce the main event? What was it? Keith Lee. <laughs> I don't know. What that was what fucking voice that was. Um. <laughs> What was it? Keith Lee, Finn Balor. Balor? Balor? How do you even pronounce his name? Balor, yeah. Balor. And uh, shit, I forgot the third one now. How can Champ- you forget? Yeah. Champa! <laughs> yeah, bro. It's fucking Champa. So, um, yeah, we have a triple threat match. The winner of this match gets... Adam Cole, baby! He gets a title shot against Adam Cole next week. Um, I'm not sure, but I think, I think this is NXT's last... Uh, not not this one. The next one is gonna be the last episode because the following one is gonna be on Christmas. So I don't know if they're wrestling on Christmas or if they're gonna put like a, a best of NXT or some shit. You know. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know how they're gonna handle that episode because I think they're working New Year's Day. Are you serious? I think so. Cause like give tw- them a break, man. And <laughs> you see their families and shit. It's so, Christmas. So yeah, see Wednesday because it's Wednesday night. So. First of January is is the the NXT and AEW, so both both of them are putting on shows. But Christmas, I guess they all have off. I'm assuming because 18th is is when these big shows are taking place. Yeah. So um, 
So yeah, so <clears throat> we're uh, anyways getting back to the triple threat. What a fucking crazy match! That was pretty crazy. I I, I just want to mention one spot, which was the the one we were talking about, where Keith Lee picks up fucking. Uh, so so Champa has Finn Balor in the white noise position, and then Keith Lee picks up both men, and oh man, and it's just. And and you can see like they're struggling to keep balance, but they fucking do it. And his legs, Keith Lee's legs, just trembling. You know, it you was, can see the weight he's actually carrying. It, wow, just fucking impressive. That man is so strong. And yeah, it, and then remember, okay, and then Champa. What what did when, Champa when do? he when he carried Keith Lee? Oh yeah, because he's still holding oh, Balor. Oh my god! No, no, no. Afterwards, wasn't that? Oh oh, uh, for the so he picks him up. Yes. To do the white noise. Exactly. And, oh my God. Wow. Champa carrying Keith Lee. Are you crazy? Keith Lee must be like 400 pounds. Like, <laughs> like seriously. Like, they, they always exaggerate wrestling weights, but I think he must be at least 350. But you're dealing kilos, right? Yeah. So he, he must be at least like 130, 140 oh kilos. Oh my goodness. And he literally carried him for like a good, good two, three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So these men are nuts. So uh, the the finish of the match was Keith Lee picks up Champa, he he does the spirit bomb, he drops him for the spirit bomb. But while he was doing this, Finn Balor was up on top in the corner turnbuckle, waiting for the bomb to finish. And as soon as he hits the bomb, Balor dives off, hits the coup de gras on Keith Lee, and pins him one two three to be the new number one contender. For the NXT title, you called that. Remember, I did. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I said I before the match. I said I think Keith Lee might win this because he's hot, and you agreed. You, yes. Well, that's you what said I thought. it. I thought Keith Lee is gonna win it. Yeah. So I apologize. You said it. I agreed with you. And then I thought about it a little bit. I said there's another possibility that could happen, which is if Balor wins. Uh, I don't. I didn't think Champa was gonna win. They're gonna burn that match, uh, not on a pay per view. Uh, so I said, if Balor wins, he's gonna pin Lee, uh, which yeah. is what happened. So, uh, so, uh, and both both situations were very possible, but uh, I guess the second one happened. Uh, the finish was excellent. I thought it was really well done. What do you th- What do you think th- of the match? I think the whole fight was just insane. Just just seeing the phys- physical, like it's amazing, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and for how long? How long was that fight actually? Uh, the the I, I think the match was it must have been because there was a commercial and stuff in. So yeah, I don't know exactly because uh, when we totally legally watched it, uh, it was uh, there's a commercial <laughs> cut at some point. So uh, you know, due to legal reasons, I can't exactly tell you legally how long it was, but I'm guessing it was like a 15, 20 minute match. Wow. Yeah, about 15 20 minutes. I'm I'm guessing. It went like that. Oh yeah. But, and, but I felt like the, the whole oh man. There was there's a lot that happened. There's a lot that happened. Uh but it was an excellent excellent fucking match. Uh I think if you want to compete with AEW next week, you I guess they did the right thing because it's now two bad guys versus each other. So who do yeah. you root for, you know? That's that's a good question. <laughs> Me personally, I'm I'm on the Adam Cole hype train. Like who 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 are you rooting for? Um I would say Adam Cole as well. Oh. 
Yeah. Okay. Although Finn Balor, like when when he came to NXT, like when he returned, yeah, I really liked his whole like show, how he came in and just doesn't give a fuck, does his Pele kick to anyone. <laughs> I fucking love that Pele kick. Oh yeah, he did it last week, right? <laughs> yeah. He fucking kicked Adam Cole in the face. But um, I can't see NXT dropping uh, Adam Cole. But then you said um, NXT drop. You mean Adam Cole dropping the title? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But then you said Finn Balor never lost a fight in NXT, right? So far. So oh, far. Oh, man, that is a tough one. At end of the year, wow. I mean, since his return, he's not lost. He, he Obviously, he did lose before. But uh, he he's not lost since his return. And, I mean, look, he doesn't even look bad. Like, at the end of most of the shows, he's standing tall. Like, even last week where Adam Cole was, was kind of there and, yes. and he fucking... Kicked Adam Cole in the fucking face. Yes. I was like, no, no. Adam Cole had a bad week la- last week. <laughs> oh my, it's Keith Lee. <laughs> Keith, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Keith Lee, fucking that thing. Oh my God. How amazing was that, right? I was laughing my ass off. Oh my Literally, God. Adam Cole is coming in, you know, I'm going to fuck you up. But Keith Lee, like a fucking train, just boom. <laughs> Not today, my man. <laughs> Fucking threw him into like the third row. I know, and how far he flew. Man, <laughs> excellent. Fucking excellent. I think they tried that spot in this match as well, but they didn't do it as well as Adam Cole flew, right? Like, yeah. I just, that timing was perfect. <laughs> oh, God. No, Adam, just don't look bad, please. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, it's Adam Cole versus Finn Balor next week, and I guess we both think Adam Cole is going to retain the title. Yes. I hope. I hope. Adam Cole retains. I don't want him to lose. No, please. Unless he loses and wins the Royal Rumble. No, I don't want to see that either. No, 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 no. no. Could there no. be a possibility of like a disqualification or something next yeah. week? Yeah, but I, if they're competing with AEW, you don't want to finish your ah, match yes, with disqualification. Because people will be pissed, right? People will be like, what the fuck? I would watch this to, for it to end in a disqualification. Yeah. You know? So I don't think it will end in a disqualification. I mean, it's perfectly possible for it to happen. Like, I don't know. Maybe... Ooh, what if Johnny Gargano comes back? Oh my god! What if Johnny Gargano comes back and attacks Finn Balor? That would oh, be amazing. Oh my god, that would be... Okay, that would be fucking crazy. But I don't know how long Gargano's out for. I don't know if he's cleared to wrestle. I don't know if he's been training. I don't know anything. Uh, do, do you usually... Uh, is it easy to track where, where uh, wrestlers are when they're like out of the game for a little bit? Sometimes. If they're planning a surprise, then they try and keep it... Well hidden. Yeah. They don't tell people. They tra- they, they hide they, it pretty well then. Yeah. They do such a good... Like, when Champa was coming back, we heard, like, oh, he's training and stuff. And he dropped, like, you know, tweets like, oh, I'm not coming back now. I'm, I still need time. I need this. And then suddenly he popped up. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. He's back. Ah! <laughs> so, uh, like, it's very possible. It's very possible that shit like that could happen. I don't know how severe Gargano's injury is. I think it was not great. It was It was pretty bad. Yeah. But uh, I haven't heard anything because Champa. There was legit possibility that Champa would never wrestle again. There was a legit wow. Like, yeah, because he had neck surgery, and that's fucked. And now he's carrying Keith Lee. <laughs> I'm like, what? Fuck that! He fell off the fucking cage. Oh yeah, of course. With Adam Cole, <laughs> man, these guys are nuts. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So so, like Champa came back. I think Gargano has a neck thing as well, but I don't know how. Again, I don't know how bad it is. I hope he's okay. But if he comes back, I'm okay with that disqualification. Uh, actually, yeah, that would be sick. I'm okay with that. So if that happens, cool. That's awesome. But So let's many see. options. Yeah. that's See, this is what NXT is amazing, right? Like, yeah. There's so many things that could happen. You never know. 
so jumping onto the competition, AEW. This was your first time watching AEW show, like not not a paper because I showed you a few things, right? Oh man, my my first impression when you showed me um was it a pay-per-view or was it just a show? Yeah, it was a pay-per-view. It was uh I think it was double or nothing. Uh it was a triple threat between Joey Janela, uh, Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc with the I I didn't even care about the names. That was fucking disgusting. <laughs> Like, come on, man. Like, the idea just got, got worse and worse. That was the, the staple gun. Come on, man. That's the like, paper cuts. Like, ah, the paper cut was the worst. <laughs> I can't deal with paper cuts. I can't deal with paper cuts. <laughs> Anything, I don't care. But, oh. It was nasty as fuck. That match was too much. I, I didn't like that match either. And, like, you haven't even seen the worst one. The worst one was John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. That was recently. Do and I want to know what happened? Actually, I do want to know what happened. I'll tell you. Okay, I'll tell you two spots. Right? Yeah. There was one where there was a like a bed of barbed wire. Oh, shut up! Nah, 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 nah. And nah, bro, bro, I'm not joking when I tell you this. That both the men practically just jumped into it. They just back first. Both of them jumped into why? a bed of barbed fucking wire. <laughs> There's another one where there's glass. And they fucking threw each other onto the glass back first. Oh, man. It's fucking brutal. Okay. Brutal. Nah. It's, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't like that match. I genuinely didn't like that match. Some people love that I mean, that shit. yeah. Respect to the guys for doing this. I but guess. Seriously, man. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of that stuff. So, uh, anyway. So, uh, jumping over to, to AEW. We start the match. Uh, start the show, rather. John Moxley squashes a jobber and what, like... Five seconds? No. <laughs> it was five seconds. I right? was just getting ready to watch it and <laughs> the fight was already over. <laughs> the match ended so fucking quickly. Uh, Moxley squashes the jobber. Uh, didn't even get his name. Didn't, no. Did, no. No, it's so sad. The guy even had a friend. And then he destroys someone else. Yeah, his friend. They, they both, <laughs> he fucks the friend up as well. Uh, he's a paradigm shift, gets a win. Uh, he's standing there. Chris Jericho's music hits. Jericho comes out with the inner circle. They surround the ring. Uh, Jericho comes in. He's he's like, you know, hey, listen, buddy, I have nothing against you. Watch, I'm, I'm my hands are up. I'm not gonna attack you. If we wanted to attack you, we would have done it already. Uh, I just want to tell you that. Uh, and he kind of makes references to WWE and stuff. And he talks about the thumbtacks and he talks about the uh, the the plant. There's a potted plant that they they use in this whole like situation. It was it was a whole thing, right? And uh, Jericho's uh, light up jacket was destroyed by Ambrose at the time. His name was Ambrose. Uh, so and he makes references to all these things like Mitch the Plan and stuff. So basically, uh, Jericho's kind of trying to get Moxley on on the same page because you can kind of tell he's scared of him, which is good. Yeah, the way he threw the T-shirt on his shoulder, like yeah, going, it's like here you go, mate. Here you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, which is great because Jericho is a dickhead to everyone. Like he hates everyone. He doesn't. He's not scared of anyone except for Moxley, which makes Moxley seem really important and legit. Yeah. Right. So, and this was your first time seeing Moxley, right? Yes. So, yes. like, uh, you've asked me many times because, like, uh, like as you can see from my my hats over there, like it says kayfabe jobber. Yeah. And you've asked me a few times, what the fuck is kayfabe? What the fuck is jobber? So you saw the jobbers. Yeah. Did you see the job that they did to enhance Moxley? Yeah, because it's like, oh, who's this badass mm-hmm. coming yeah. in? And then uh, when Jericho came in, you, you kind of knew already. Okay, this this guy is someone big. Yeah. And someone you can't mess with. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, 
Moxley, they did they did a good job, I guess, in in whatever they needed to. Jericho sold it really well. They yeah, he did he did a really good job. Yeah, I, I, I really like that guy from AEW, like Jericho. Yeah, he he's an excellent talker. He's he's one of the greatest of all time. Like no no question about it. How uh, long can he do this though? He's yeah, super he's old. Like, he's like, let's check. Okay, wait, let's check. What? How old do you think Chris Jericho is? Uh, fucking looks like fifty five. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, the the little bit of the bubbly is uh, kind of. It's, it's ah yeah, you, t- you told me about that. <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's supremely talented. This man, uh, Chris oh. Jericho, forty nine years old. Oh, still a young lad. Young lad, 49. yeah, forty nine. Very young. <laughs> So uh, he just turned forty nine last month, uh, November 9th. Uh, this is see, like this is the match against uh, Moxley over here. This is this is actually when this de- guy was WWE. still in shape. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Jericho Jericho's basically. Uh, I guess he's not aged too well, but uh, he just needs to get off the alcohol a bit, a little bit. I haven't seen him fight yet, so I can't I can't say. For his age, pretty fucking good. Yeah, I have to say, yeah. So uh, anyway, so uh, what happened was that uh, Jericho just backs off. He's like, "All right, you know, I'm I'm leaving you to it." Uh, and uh, we see Jericho later on. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, Cody Cody comes out for a match. Uh, I guess I don't know who picked this partner, but Cutie Marshall apparently is his tag team partner. Uh, they're they're going up against Blade and Butcher, who uh, two weeks ago came out and attacked Cody. They come out with Bunny. Mm-mm-mm. Bunny. Mm-mm. Uh, but yeah, this so uh, it was pretty obvious that this Marshall dude is in this match to take the loss uh, because Blade and Butcher get the win after a double team maneuver on Marshall. And uh, after the match, Cody's just sitting down um, around the ring with his back towards the. He's leaning on the barricade. And uh, out comes Darby Allen. Darby Allen comes out, extends his hand to Cody, picks him up, shakes it, and he kind of looks like, you know. I guess I'll be your friend. So, uh, do you remember Darby Allen? He was taking the like. Yeah, I think it was a nice little gesture, just coming in, uh, extending the hand. Um, was a nice little moment. But also, Cody. Cody looks like a superhero to me. Oh yeah, yeah. He's excellent. He's, you know, a lot of people don't like good guys today. Like in wrestling, liking a good guy is not cool. So he's a good guy. He's a good guy. I yeah. I looks like a bad guy. Cody? Yeah. <laughs> the first time I saw him, I thought, oh man, one of those bad guys again. No, Cody's a good guy. The oh, Blade. I like him more now. <laughs> oh. Blade Blade and Butcher. Well, the bad like, guy. Oh, of course. I mean, look at them. They're all dressed in black and they're evil looking and like <laughs> they got that evil hot chick with them. Like, damn, that evil hot chick. There's some two really hot chicks on the show. Um,. So yeah, so uh, Cody, Cody and MJF. So MJF was uh, Cody's best friend who betrayed him. Uh, MJF is the guy with the scarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got his bodyguard Wardlow. Uh, they come to the ring. They attack one of these cord men who basically just collects the cord behind camera people. So people <laughs> Poor don't, guy. They just don't pull around. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember that guy laughing. I didn't even see that. Maybe they didn't even show it. But, uh, yeah, MJF basically talks a lot of shit, and uh, he accepts Cody's challenge, which is surprising because we all thought that he's not going to accept it. and uh, But he did. So, uh, MJF... That was a good segment. Sorry. That, I mean, that, that was a good segment as well. Like, c- compared to SmackDown, oh, uh, yeah. the, way, the way he sold it in, in the ring, and when, when, he said, uh, when, when he was talking to the audience saying, like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was really, really interesting. Uh, the way he delivered it, and I told you, he's like really, really young. 
Like MJF is wow. like a fucking kid. I think if I'm not mistaken, MJF is 24. Let's yeah. let's verify that. That's so sad. I mean, yeah, for for, for, us. for, for <laughs> me especially. Imagine 23. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> 23. He's such a kid, man. Oh. What, he always wears a Burberry scarf. Yeah, that's his thing. That's his thing. Yeah, he wears a Burberry scarf. So, uh, and see, here's a picture of him and Cody. They were like best friends, Aww. and then he kicked him in his fucking dick. So, uh, yeah, MJF, 23 years old. God kill me now. Just uh, he's 5'11", 180 centimeters, whichever one you work with. Wow. Yep. And 98 a- kg if you're a muscle. Wow. So maybe Keith Lee's more. If this guy's 98. That, yeah. Keith Lee must be. But then again, you can't go up because like. They they tend to exaggerate these uh, weights and heights for wrestlers. Okay. So you you never really know. Uh, right. So the he accepts the match, and then we see a debut of Big Swole. She defeats uh, Emi Sakura, which was whatever. I guess we'll see Big Swole around. The women's division is garbage in AEW. Uh, not a big fan of it. Uh, oh, we then actually no sorry yeah go on. <laughs> Emi Sakura, she was the um, Freddie Mercury. Fre- <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> The worst cosplay I've seen it, in my it, life. It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. Um, but yeah, so Sean, uh, right after that, we see Sean Spears and Kip Sabian, uh, who's out with Penelope Ford, the the blonde girl. Oh, like yeah, yeah, super yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking hot blonde girl. Woo! Um, Tully Blanchard does not accompany Sean Spears this time uh, because uh, I, for some reason, and we see a video package of Tully Blanchard saying he wants Kip Sabian and Sean Spears to tag team because he thinks they could be the best tag team in the world. And they're going up against Kenny Omega and Adam Page, who are two of the biggest stars in NXT. Omega is one of the top three stars of uh, of AEW. And Adam Page is still rising up. Adam Page is very fucking young. Uh, Janela shows up in this match. So the lights go out at some point. And when the lights come back on, we see... Tully Blanchard tied to a chair. And I say tie with quotes. <laughs> He's tied to a chair. And Janela's being all creepy behind him. And Sean Spears sees this. He gets mad. He chases after him. They sort of like... They, he doesn't really... Does he fight? I can't even remember if he chases after him. I was just laughing so hard. Nah. At, at Tully, <laughs> like, like when you you called it, right? You said it when about the him being tied up, right? Yeah, but, but when you look at him sitting on his chair... He was tied up on his shoulders, pretending he can't move his hands. <laughs> and then when he was running away, you could see he wasn't even tied to the chair. He was, <laughs> <laughs> he was so poorly done. Why didn't they fucking tie him properly? I don't get, I know. I don't oh, understand. I think I know why. Because like when the lights go out, they have to get him out there and they have to keep him on the chair, right? Oh. So I guess they didn't. But they should have fucking figured something out because that was yeah, so dumb. Just, or get could a, have been better. Get a wheelie chair. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just something with wheels and just fucking drag him out like, there. It was I was crying, man. I was crying. <laughs> it was it was not well executed. Uh whoever did that fucking t- fucking fix that. But anyway, so Sean Spears runs after uh Joey Janella. Uh he he unties Tully Blanchard and chases after him. Uh he leaves the match. Kip Sabian's left in the ring. He gets hit with a V trigger knee. And uh, then a buckshot, and Adam Page and Keith, uh, not Keith, I was going to Keith Lee, uh, <laughs> Kenny Omega get the win. Uh, th- so there's something with uh, Pac 
uh, we saw a promo from the guy who was uh, the the guy from Newcastle. Oh yes. So he wants to match against Kenny Omega, who was in that uh, in this tag team match. Uh, I'm sure you don't remember who was who. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, interchangeable white guy number one. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say so wrestler A and wrestler B. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so there's uh, I guess they wanna he wants a rubber match. It's uh, it's tied one apiece. We then get a match between Luchasaurus and Sammy Guevara. Uh, Luchasaurus gets the win here After the match Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt get in the ring Jake Hager is out with uh, Chris Jericho on commentary They both run to the ring uh, They have a little brawl uh, Basically Jungle Boy pins Chris Jericho And, and Marco Stunt's counts 1-2-3 I guess to show that Oh I can win next week But typically in wrestling If you do this before the actual match it doesn't happen. <laughs> so, so if they show Jungle Boy pinning him, it's not gonna happen. Jericho's gonna win. Oh, really? Yeah, that's like a it's like yeah. a wrestling thing. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I didn't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Why? It's also like, for example, if you have a ladder match, right? Yeah. And they keep a like so before the pay per view. If, if let's say if there's a ladder match on the pay per view. Yeah. If the wrestler climbs a ladder and stands on top, yeah. pretending to pull out the title, that person typically never wins the title because. Like you oh. see it, like you've seen it happen, so it's like okay, they're not gonna do it. So it's it's a classic wrestling thing, but it's weird because apparently the next week it's not a title match. At least that's what the graphic said. So I'm confused. I thought it was a title match. I don't understand what the fuck is going on. It's it's I'm confused. So I guess I'll just wait for next week to find out. Uh, if you want, I can tell you what happens, or if it's a good match, I'll let you know. Yes, but because uh, you know I. I can't subject my friend to fucking watch nine hours of wrestling a week <laughs> as I do because my wife would kill me, man. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> and, and and I'm struggling to fucking watch anything else. I'm I'm so far behind on It's Always Sunny, and that's a twenty minute episode. Yeah, I can't. I started watching Parks and Recreation for the first time. I got past the first episode, not had chance to watch anything else. So, yeah. It's crazy. You need to like keep up to date week on week. It's just yeah. And I put this content out for you guys, so uh, just like yeah, you know, showing yeah, some man. love. Show me some love because I'm not dressing as a pirate for WrestleMania. Fuck you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, our main event of AEW, and this is the the last thing before we get into the other stuff. Young Bucks versus the Proud and Powerful in a Texas street fight. Sachi, you asked me what a Texas street fight was. Did you see what a Texas street yeah. fight was? Yes, because I don't know when the fucking fight starts. <laughs> I didn't know it, five minutes into the fight. I was looking at you and he's like, oh, did you see that? I was like, what? I, I thought th th it's not. it hasn't started yet. Yeah, because like, typically they get into the ring to start a match, right? But like, I, and, and it's a WWE thing where they have to get into the match to start the match, right? Yes. But uh, I guess AEW does it a little differently where they're like, all right, they're out. Fight. I mean, yeah, kind of like this new change. Yeah, I mean, it's not too bad. Uh, so it was a little confusing because we were used to something different, but it's okay. Uh, the winner of this match will get a tag team title match next week uh, against SCU, who are the champions. There are a lot of spots. Every table that was out there was broken. <laughs> like every table. <laughs> Uh, Jake Hager comes out, Sammy Guevara comes out, Dustin Rhodes comes out. You were so confused. You're like, what the uh, fuck is going on? Uh, I was struggling. <laughs> I was struggling by then. 
the the Young Bucks get the win. Uh, so there was a spot where they're holding the chair against, I believe it was, was it Santana, I believe. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but they're holding a chair up against Santana. They do a drop kick into oh, the chair. Oh, I remember that. Into his head, which is weird because they typically don't do headshots because of concussions and shit yes. like that, right? Uh, but they did that move, I guess, I whatever. I mean, it's AEW. They yeah. don't care. They don't give a fuck. They fucking jump into glass. <laughs> they jump into glass, barbed wire. They don't give a fuck. Uh, and, and, uh, but uh, the Young Bucks get the win after they hit the Meltzer driver. And uh, SCU come out. They get into the Young Bucks face. And uh, I guess this will be a match next week. I, I can't imagine Young Bucks winning. I think SCU will retain the title because they just became champions. Okay. So I, I I think SCU are going to retain the titles. Uh, let's let's see where it goes. But uh, yeah, uh, here's an interesting fact. So every week, Sachi, they release the numbers of people that watched AEW and the people that watch NXT. All right. right. Uh, now I believe they count the live numbers, demographics of the shows. I know, like you work a lot with demographics and stuff in your job and shit, right? So like. Yeah, data uh, and shit. Yeah, data analysis and stuff. So these numbers might be interesting to you. Uh, AEW, in terms of uh, of the people watching, yes, have been very uh, very high. The younger demographic typically is tuning into AEW more than they're tuning into NXT, right? Okay, uh, which they love all the violence. I maybe I don't know. I me personally because like I think the reason why it's happening is because WWE was really shit for a while yes. and people wanted a change and AEW came as that change so now people are like fuck wwe i'm watching AEW." but is this uh, data based on existing viewers or new viewers can, uh can you check that no i'm not sure exactly because they they have these things uh that they install which are called uh nielsen boxes mm-hmm. so there's selected houses that get these boxes and they count numbers of that but i don't know if these are nielsen ah, okay. numbers or what numbers they are i would be quite tough to be honest to see who yeah it's, it's who's a newbie versus yeah watching I, stuff, I'm, so I'm, I'm not entirely sure like for example you watch nxt now and you're you're fresh yes. into the wrestling world so it's 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 hard to judge exactly you have to check the demographics of the ages but uh, AEW lost to NXT two weeks ago for the first time. NXT defeated AEW. That was the first uh, show after... After War, War Games, yeah. exactly, yes. So that was the first time NXT defeated AEW in the ratings, but... Oh, before that, it was just AEW, AEW smashing Yeah, so since, wow. since the war started, AEW has been winning. Wow. Except for two weeks ago. Last week, I believe NXT... I can't remember the numbers. I apologize for this. But I believe NXT uh, lost to AEW by just a bit, uh, not by much. And this week is so interesting because, and I, I again just to, before I say the numbers to you, the the demographics I'm not sure, right? Yeah, AEW's won the lower demographic, the younger generation. Yeah, all have been watching AEW more than NXT. But the total numbers this week, Sachi are 778,000 no for both shows identical no identical what the fuck are the odds of that that is insane absolutely insane i don't think i've ever seen that happen before that is crazy it's it's crazy it's absolutely crazy uh so uh, I, I i like you know what 
I, I, what, I'm curious to see what the demographics were. I don't know what the demographics were, but whatever the demographics were, I'm, I'm, I, these are still overall numbers, and, and it, it was exactly the same. What the fuck are the odds? That's crazy. I think it's also good to see for NXT that they, so they beat AEW two weeks ago, and now they're kind of on par. Yeah. So you reckon they're going to try to just keep that going to be on par with AEW? Or? Possibly, because next week now is going to be so interesting, right? Like, you've got, apparently Jericho's match is not a title match. Yeah. Which we saw, right? Yeah. Like, we saw it's not, it's a 10-minute time limit, and it's a, it's a non-title match. So I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Because it's Finn Balor versus Adam Cole. Yeah. That's a match people want to see. You want to see it, right? Yeah, that's a big one. So it, it's going to be fucking crazy. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but whatever it is, it's going to be cool. So uh, that that's NXT and AEW. Why don't we get into the five of the week? Five of the week. Five of the week. Now, uh, Sachi, what I typically do here is I just run through the the top five performers of the week, in my opinion. Uh, this week, unfortunately, I had no women on this list. I typically do. Uh, Mia Yim, that remember that episode? I thought you're gonna add the bunny from AEW. <laughs> um, I think I should. She, her, and Penelope Ford definitely get an honorary mention on this list. So, uh, real quick, Chris Jericho, number five this week. I thought even though he didn't have a match, he sold the whole John Moxley thing really well. He he was uh, he was really good in his role. And uh, you, as a person who's seeing him for the first time, talk like you liked him, right? Uh I was pleasantly surprised because when I saw him just without him talking, I was like, oh shit, what is going on? Another Smackdown. Yeah, another <laughs> Smackdown. Why? <laughs> but he, he sells it really well. Yeah, yeah. He's really, really fucking good. He's excellent. Uh, I think I think he's phenomenal. Uh, so Jericho uh, trails this list at number five. Number four this week goes to Finn Balor, who had an excellent performance, is, is shining and poses a legit threat to Adam Cole's title, right? Yeah. I, I think oh man, that setup for for a title fight is insane. Do you think would you be surprised if Finn Balor won the title? Um I wouldn't be surprised to be honest. Really? No. I th- obviously Adam Cole's been holding the title for a while. He's kind of, I feel like, the poster boy of uh, NXT. Yeah. And the whole undisputed era prophecy and thing. But I, I guess Finn Balor in the in the wrestling um, community is quite a big name as well. So it might be interesting to have him as an NXT champ again. Yeah. And then see what happens from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Balor, Balor for sure is, is a legit threat to Adam Cole's title. Uh, it's hard for me to take out my my fandom of Adam Cole and yeah. just and look at Finn Balor as a neutral opponent. So I I don't want Balor to win only because Adam Cole is my boy, but Finn Balor looking good, looking strong, looks like a legit contender. He's number four this week. Number three goes to Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens took an ass whooping. He's he's doing a great job. Fucking that slap that he gave Mojo Rawley on on Raw was fucking sounded horrible. Destroyed that car. Took a beating like a man. And made Seth Rollins look legit. AOP looks legit. So, uh, yeah. 
uh, good job with him. Did you did you like Kevin Owens? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. You didn't see much of him, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think uh, he did. I think he did. Uh, really I job. think he deserves the, yeah. <laughs> the third position. <laughs> uh, number two goes to Angel Garza. Angel Garza was was so fucking good in that match. He looks like a proper champion, in my opinion. He went from like a random guy to like championship material so quickly. Like, do you do you see him like this guy can hold the belt and he can hold the title and you know, it's like that sort of thing. Uh, I don't know what 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 they got in plan for him. Um, I would like to see yeah, and maybe another fight with Rush or um, what what else is in like who who else would he fight? I, I don't. I, I'm not really sure who the the other cruiserweight people are. It depends. If you can go under 205 pounds, you you compete. You can compete. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Because Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa used to be in that weight division. No way. Yeah, they they both wrestled in the first ever cruiserweight classic, okay. which, which is a tournament. Yeah. And uh, the first round, if I'm not mistaken, had Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. Wow. The first round. Wow. And you know who won that? Who? Who do you think won that? Champa? No, Gargano. Ah! <laughs> and they were they were a tag team at that point, and Gargano won that match. So uh, it was excellent. They hugged after the match and stuff. They're yeah. like, all right, cool. I, you know, like you're my boy. We got this. So anyway, so uh, Angel Garza, number I two, agree, this yeah. position. He looks like a strong contender or strong champion rather to hold the title and you know take that title to heights. Uh, number one this week has to go to Seth Rollins. I think. Uh, Seth Rollins from how much he's been booed and hated recently he's taken all that he's built it into his character he's put all that that you know that negativity and he's used it in the right way they're going the right direction with his character Sachi as you said like you know you you feel kind of bad that people I, booed him. I, I felt emotional man yeah and the, the way they did the turn and everything I think they did I they kind of did it too soon in my opinion slightly too soon but Seth Rollins needed this, and I'm I'm okay. I'm not gonna nitpick. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm happy that they did it because they didn't turn Roman Reigns. They didn't ever turn John Cena. I don't want to see Seth Rollins just be like a shitty babyface. Uh, babyface means a good guy. Uh, and, uh, so what, and what kind of babyface baby <laughs> do you see on Seth Rollins? So he was he was uh, he he played a babyface character. Now he's a he's a heel, which is a bad guy. So um, Seth Rollins is back to being a bad guy, and he does that so fucking well. Excellent, excellent heel character, and I'm I'm glad he's got these two big dudes watching his back. I think they could. He he's gonna make AOP look great. So Seth Rollins number one this week. Excellent, very, very happy. yeah, well so, done. <laughs> so that's the five of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Now it is time for KJ's Q and A. All right, KJ's Q&A. Uh, thank you for submitting your questions, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have uh, we have quite a few questions this time. Uh, you found out that there is a friend on the podcast, and uh, the question's coming in. It says, thanks, because you don't leave questions when I'm there. <laughs> just want my friends. Thanks. No, I'm joking. They do. Um, so first question is a heavy one. Anthony Fitzpatrick, at AFITS27. Bit of a personal one, but how come you're moving to Canada? Uh, I I think that for me Canada is a good place to be. I need to, I want to live on that part. I've always wanted to move to that part of the world uh, from the Middle East, 
and and live in uh, the Western Hemisphere. Or Western Hemisphere? No, the Western region, not Hemisphere. Actually, no, it is... I don't know, my fucking geography. If you listen to Pot of Thunder, you know how bad my geography is. I, I, I thought there was water between Middle East and and England. I think it's the Northern Hemisphere. Is Yeah, well, it is the Northern Hemisphere, but it's also... I don't know. I'm bad at this shit. Anyway, I want to move to the West. All right, yeah, let's move, let's to, move like, on. Move to Canada and US. And uh, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for me there. Um, with, in terms of you know wrestling and stuff like that, it's more predominantly uh, featured, and most of the wrestlers come out from from the Western regions, the UK, uh, Canada, uh, US, obviously. So that's I kind of feel like I would have a better chance at what I want to do in my career. On that side of the world. So that's why I would like to move to Canada. Uh, Satan's Little Helper at uh, Hughes87N. What announcing team doesn't have to be WWE are you enjoying at the moment? Sachi, which announce team do you enjoy? What's the announce team again? The announcer. So like, uh, you know, Mara Ronaldo, Beth Phoenix, and Nigel are the NXT commentators. Oh, yo, NXT hands down. (laughs) Come on, man. Smackdown. Boring. Yeah. Um, personally... No, actually, AEW, I think. Now, let me think about it. Because hmm. AEW has Tony Schiavone. Uh, they've got uh, Jim Ross, who's like been the voice of wrestling. He's not been great recently. He's, he's kind of old and... I mean, it's aged. It's, yeah. It happens, you know. And uh, Excalibur, which is, who's, who's pretty good. I like Excalibur. Um, this is tricky because I like Corey Graves. I know he's... A, piece of shit sometimes and uh, you remember Mara Ronald wasn't there last week yeah uh, that's because Corey Graves the Smackdown guy said something and Mara kind of deals with mental health problems okay so he he was like I'm not coming to the show wow yeah so Mara stepped away for that week but Corey Graves apologized and again I've said this so many times I don't want to repeat myself but Corey Graves has a right to voice his opinion but he should also understand there's consequences to whatever he says. Uh, NXT's commentary team is good. I think Beth Phoenix is awesome. She's really good at a role. Uh, AEW's decent. They do have a lot of mistakes. Michael Cole, I'm kind of tired of him. I love Jerry Lawler. He's not been amazing on Raw. but uh, And Vic Joseph is kind of like... He's still kind of meh. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, this is a tricky question, but... I guess I'm gonna have to go with NXT too. Yeah, NXT, NXT is the whole package. I love whole the, package. the energy and and just gets me hyped up as well. Yeah, it's really really good. Also, favorite non-dangerous botch. So we saw Dash Wilder and Scott <laughs> and Wilder felt so Nikki. Uh, Nikki's left this uh, little gif of of Dash Wilder falling down. I personally, I love. This, so this is one time ages ago, I and I'm struggling to find this episode. So if any of you know where this is, please, for the love of God, either tweet me the video or t- tell me where it is so I can go back and watch it. But there was this old lady by the name of Fabulous Moolah, right? She was like 194 years old at this point. I swear <laughs> to God, Sachi. She comes out and she's supposed to like punch someone in the ring. Yeah. Punch this girl. Sachi, she goes for the punch, but she loses balance when she throws this punch. She takes six steps back and falls down on her ass, and her head hits the bottom rope. No. And she just bounces. Oh, my, it's the funniest fucking thing ever. It's like an old woman falling down. 
She was fine. She was absolutely fine. But the way it happened, Sachi, was <laughs> hilarious. I was crying with laughter. I'll never forget. I cried with laughter. And I kept watching it again and again and again. <laughs> it was so fun. I but did she just uh, ki- uh, continue? They helped like, her up because she, again, she was like a fucking, yeah, she was legit 80 <laughs> something years old. And this old bitch is like throwing a punch, but she can't like keep her own balance. <laughs> Hysterical. It's so fucking funny. Uh, so thank you for reminding me of that or, or helping me remember that. Uh, Kyle in moderation, Hausen. Is that, did I say that right? Hausen. Moderationshausen, I don't know. Could be German. Is that German? You're the German speaker. Yeah, I don't know. Could how be. Did, how did you say that? Moderationshausen. That's fake, isn't it? Yeah. Kyle, stop giving us fake shit. Uh, at Restless Monarch, KJ's friend. Who is your favorite wrestler and why? KJ, how many friends do you have to guest podcast with? I have. I'm blessed to have friends to podcast with. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. Sachi's a. Now, Sashi's te- not technically a reoccurring guest on the podcast. Hey! We're out- oh, just FYI, folks. We're going to be doing the UFC 245? 245, yeah. 245 review tomorrow. So if you're a UFC fan, uh, pay attention to that. And we're planning on doing a reaction video as well to the pay-per-view. So uh, the main card of the pay-per-view, uh, which will be fun. So uh, anyways. I can't wait. Who's your favorite wrestler, Sachi? That's a, that's a tough question, you know, after... Watching wrestling for a lengthy uh, period of <laughs> six weeks or something. Um, I, I I like Adam Cole. I like I know Gargano. Uh, Gargano. Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Gargano. Gargano. Um, I, I like him actually. Like th- this was the first fight you you showed me with uh, Adam Cole. Yeah. Um, really liked him and uh, Finn Balor. Well, okay. Yeah. When. We were talking about this today, right? You mentioned Keith Lee as well before. Yeah, Keith, Keith Lee. Now, I mean, I just know about him maybe in the last three, three, four weeks. Right. Um, but he's amazing. Like as a, as a wrestler, as a, as an athlete, um, and as an actor, I think he, he's, he's really good. I want to see more of him. Right. Um, and to be honest, I forgot Walter. My oh, homeboy! Oh yeah, my homeboy from Austria. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, the, I guess Walter. So that's just a homeboy thing. But uh, so, it's favorite wrestler sashes. You gotta pick one. Ah, uh, this is tricky. I have to go with Gargano. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gargano is a bunch of favorite. I had uh, I had one of my guests on the podcast recently for Survivor Series was uh, Andrew Pisano. And Andrew Pisano's favorite wrestler right now is also Johnny Gargano. Excellent guy. Everyone loves Johnny. I love Johnny, but not when it's when well, not when not he's up against Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby, is my boy. <laughs> uh, Zachary Marsh at God 13 Who is going to get released next? Uh, so there are were, there were a few releases from WWE. Uh, I was thinking about this. Releases like in the UFC where they get released of the contract? Yes. Oh. Yeah. I think Mike Kanellis, uh, they've not been doing too much with him, and he wanted to be released, so if they're going to be doing any more releases, I think it's going to be him, because they did that whole baby thing and stuff, it was just garbage, so nothing ever formulated, so I guess, I, I'm assuming Mike Kanellis is going to be next, uh, maybe Revival wanted to go out as well, but I don't know if they're going to release them, so perhaps Mike Kanellis. <clears throat> Uh, Rogue Opinions. Oh, wow. The podcast Rogue Opinions has a question. 
How did you manage to get a friend and can we also be friends? Uh, yes, I don't know which one of you is tweeting. So uh, maybe James Wolford, Rahul Snani, I'm not sure. But uh, he's, uh, I, can, I can sleep at his place for free. Yeah. Rent free, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, Sachi lives in a different city, so he's, he's over visiting and uh, he crashes in my place. So, yeah. The, the way he pays for rent is uh, podcasting. Cami <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hutton at Fat Pirlo. What is the stupidest finisher you've ever seen? Mine's Dakota Kai with the knees to the back of the head after a flip. Makes her opponent look dumb, just bent over waiting for it. Uh, in that in that respect, you've got the scissor kick that Booker T used to do. That was fucking dumb. He basically kicked you in the stomach and you just bend down. And then he goes, bounces off the ropes and comes back and kicks you. What the fuck? Yeah. So, and you could just move, you know? Like, it was that simple. So, scissor kick in that respect would be kind of similar. People's elbow, if you think about it, as much as I love that move, it was also very stupid. So, basically, he drops you to the floor. You're lying on the floor, and this is the rocks move. Okay. And he would, like, throw his fucking uh, elbow pad into the crowd, and then he'd, like, swing his arms back and forth, and then he'd run to one side of the ring, jump over you, run to the other side of the ring, come back, and drop an elbow. <laughs> That's... <All? laughs> he'd do all that... All that build-up. <laughs> bro, and the crowd would lose their shit. <laughs> bro, he sold the fight. No wonder he's the biggest actor in the world right now, because everyone fucking... Loved like anything he did. That guy fucking touched the gold. Uh, anything he touched turned to gold. So uh, yeah, there are there. You know what? There's so many dumb finishers. I think the DDT. Not it's not a dumb finisher, but it's been used so much. Uh, there is an answer to this, and to be honest, I'm Sashi and I are running on four hours of sleep right now. So trying to think of a finisher that that I thought was very dumb is going to be a little difficult but maybe the Cobra as well like that was a finisher which was like oh the one that uh, I showed you on Instagram yeah Yanis right yeah on <laughs> basketball. and then the Bucks were doing that it was yeah so there are a bunch of dumb finishers but yeah if, if I'm going with somewhat what you said uh, Cammy, it's it's going to be the scissors kick I guess um, Paul virtual DDT okay so yeah um, thank you for your questions, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's uh, very kind of you to send in your questions. Please continue. Uh, I, I I have pinned the tweet on Roped in Pod at Roped in Pod. So anytime you watch any show, be it a pay per view, be it uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, whenever you feel like you want to ask a question, you can leave it throughout the week until I review, and I'll do all your questions from there. So uh, just keep an eye out for that. And, uh, yeah, that's it for your questions. Now, it's time for some trivia, ladies and gentlemen. And last week wasn't a very difficult one, apparently. I thought it would be. But uh, you guys seem to you guys seem to be smarter than I thought. So, uh, uh, <laughs> there is, uh, it was Jeff Hardy. It was Jeff Hardy. And you guys guessed it. Uh, we have at Carrie Neck, uh, the hero formerly known as Neck, who guessed it right. Anthony Fitzpatrick as well. Good luck next time, Oliver Drake. Uh, you did not get the right answer, but uh, Anthony Fitzpatrick and and Carrie Neck, both of y'all got it right. And uh, Neck, you know, gave some exposition on that. He mentioned when that feud was as well. So, uh, congratulations, smartass. You uh, you got it right. You know, I, I don't know what happened. It was like my eye was on fire all of a sudden, and I was in pain, extreme pain. 
But you know what hurt me the most? Is that after the match, CM Punk never took the time to come find me and see if I was okay. It's almost as if he, he thinks I'm making this whole eye injury up. Unlike CM Punk, I do not make up injuries. Unlike CM Punk, I do not kick referees in the back. And unlike CM Punk, I do not forfeit matches. So Punk, believe me when I say my eye injury is just as serious as yours. This week, it's a funny one. And uh, you know why it's a funny one, because when you hear it, you you just know. So take a listen. Guess who that was? Leave your responses at Roped in Pod is the pin tweet. Leave your questions there as well, guys. Any questions you have, all the trivia right there. All right. It is now time for the last part of this podcast, but we will be doing our predictions for TLC right after this. Uh, the Fantasy League, Sachi, you are joining the Fantasy League this month, correct? Yeah, boy, I'm going to smash you, boys. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, so I'm just going to let you guys know what the rankings are right now. At third place, we have a tie. We have Sassy Halliwell and 123 Ollie 123 with 70 points apiece. So congratulations. Hey. You're doing a pretty good job because you're only six points away from the first position, which is not great. Because uh, the second position is Carlos underscore fire 89 with 75 points. So five points away and one point shy of the first position, which is a tie again between Sharif Eid underscore 91, who's the first winner, the first month of Roped in Fantasy League. He won and he gave him that fucking audio clip. You know Sharif. Yeah. Sachi. Uh, he, so he is tied with myself. I'm also 76 points. I'm going to get fucked at this pay-per-view. If Asuka, <laughs> if Asuka loses her title, I'm fucked. So I'm not looking for whoever has Asuka in their team. I don't think we're going to do well, folks. If you have Charlotte and Becky, I'm fucked. I genuinely think, uh, damn it. I jumped ahead. That was my part of my predictions. But, <laughs> um, so what I'm going to do is. 
I'm going to give my team. Sashi's going to give his team, just so you know. And uh, they will be added to the, the Fantasy League month of the Royal Rumble, which is my favorite pay-per-view of the year. I have got, this month, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, Eric Rowan, Ronda Rousey, and Lacey Evans. That is my team, ladies and gentlemen. One, two, three, four, five. My champion is Kevin Owens. I'm going with Kevin Owens. I'm hoping to God he puts the Seth Rollins thing aside and wins the Royal Rumble. No, no, no. Not Kevin Owens. I No. You know what? Kevin's not. I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. I'm going to have to cop out. I'm going to have to go with the, the safe bet. Don't copy me, man. Okay, you know what? Okay, fine. <laughs> I won't copy you. <laughs> I'm going to make a bold prediction here. I'm picking Ronda as my champion. Ooh. That's what I'm going to do. So final, final, final. Ronda Rousey, my champion, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, Eric Rowan, Lacey Evans. That's it. That's my submission. One time, done, not taking it back. Sashi, what's your team? So after some uh, hour-long research, <laughs> look, looking at everybody who's, who's been picked, um, I'm going to go with Seth Rollins, um, Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, Roman Reigns, Oh shit, I forgot someone. <laughs> you uh, didn't pick your fourth, fifth? I'm just going to go with Ronda Rousey. Oh, okay. And um, my champ's going to be Roman Reigns. Okay, okay. So Keeping it safe. Keeping it safe. Keeping it safe. I'm racking up some slow points here, but I'm hoping, please, Lacey Evans win the title, please. But it's not going to happen. But yeah, those are our teams. Now, it is time for the TLC predictions and... We'll sign off right after that. So TLC is this coming Sunday, Sachi. First match we have Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. Tables, ladders, and chairs. I've got Roman Reigns winning this. And dog food. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns, yeah, man. King Corbin. Well, who the fuck is that guy? He's um, he's going to be the loser. That's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's I, I hope. Be. I hope. Um, we then have... Oh, the, 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 the New Day versus The Revival in a ladder match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champion. So, I've got New Day retaining their titles. New Day. New Day. Yeah, New Day for sure. Close to what they're singing, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I New know. Day. <laughs> I, didn't know. I didn't know. I just had to come up with something. <laughs> so, New Day win. Uh, in both our books. All right, cool. We've got Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. Apparently, not a title match. So, uh, I th- I think Bray Wyatt will still win. Yeah, I don't know. If it's not The Fiend, hmm. I'll, th- I'll, I'll go with The Miz. Yeah, there is, a, there is a chance that he might win somehow. Like, maybe via disqualification or something. I don't know. But, I don't know. why. I don't know why this is not a title match. But, maybe because The Fiend is a champion. I don't know, man. It's weird. But, yeah, whatever. Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. Do you have any idea who either of these guys are? Nope. Pick one. Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy is probably going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair Black is most likely winning this match. So, um, yeah, I'm picking Alistair Black. Uh, we'll go with Rusev versus Bobby Lashley, who's accompanied by Lana in a tables match. So, uh, 
I think Bobby Lashley's winning this one. Rusev was the guy who got divorced. Yes. Yeah, it must be Lashley, man. Rusev's got other problems to deal with. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I think Bobby Lashley's winning this one. Uh, there's a Viking Raiders match that hasn't been announced against two, but I don't think they're going to lose the title, so I'm just going to go with them. And I think this is going to be the main event of of TLC. Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kairi Sane versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte in a TLC match for the women's tag team titles. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, two of the biggest names in, in professional wrestling. I think they're they're going to leave as the new champions. Becky Two Belts will be back. Yeah, 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 I agree with you. Becky yeah. Lynch, come on, man. Yeah. The man, right? The Isn't man, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's all our predictions, folks. Um, thank you for listening. And uh, if there is anything you would like us to talk about or you would like to share your thoughts, please send all your tweets at RopedInPod at that KJ guy across all major social media platforms. Sachi, do you have any Social media handles you would like to share? Maybe your Twitter, perhaps? No, my Twitter. I, Do you even use it? No, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they, you know, people might want to listen because you're doing the UFCs with me, right? Yeah. That's the plan. We're hoping to be doing the UFCs together. If it works out, it'll be great. We're we're gonna try our best to, to let, make it happen. Yeah, let, let me let me fix let me fix up my Twitter and then I'll I'll share that with you guys. Okay. Yeah. So uh Sachi will be back with his Twitter at some point. Uh, but uh, yeah, is any other plugs? Nothing? No? No, nah, I just want to say Liverpool top of the table. Oh, I got started. No, 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 baby. We follow me at the KJ Guy Roped and Podcast, uh, Twitter, uh, sorry, youtube.com forward slash that KJ Guy. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of content coming. We've got a reaction video for the UFC 245. Make sure you tune into the UFC review that we'll be doing tomorrow yes um, we're hopefully on more sleep than we are now uh and uh yeah uh what am i forgetting am i forgetting anything no um i think that's about it so uh ladies and gentlemen i will see you sashi will see you at thank you the ufc 245 review and uh like always since you're still here kj out